Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolutely awesome to see you down in Florida, Roddy. Unfortunately, you are at the grind. Working. LOL. Enjoy it, man. You deserve it. How about that? Listen, please don't feel sorry for me. Darren, do you feel sorry for me that I got to work? I feel sorry for me. <laughs> exactly. Kind of a life that I could settle into. Oh, yeah. Fun, sun, and surf. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Indeed. Uh, coming in hot into hour two. Happy Monday, everybody. And for our American viewers, uh, Memorial Day, as we observe the veterans who serve this tremendous country. And we uh, observe veterans around the world. What a day. Um, Bernie Nichols lined up and ready to go. We'll bring him in in a second. Uh, for those that are just joining us on Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 states, this is what we've been recapping. A wild Sunday in hockey. Finland beat Canada 4-3 in the gold medal game of the World Men's Hockey Championship. Officiating, disgusting. And uh, people writing me on Twitter saying, I'll never bitch about North American officiating again. Right? Right? Sometimes you don't know what you have until you see the worst of it. Centennial Cup in Estevan, we were there. The Energy City, all week long, the Brooks Bandits are the National Junior A champions. They beat the Pickering Panthers uh, 4-1 in Sunday's final. The WHL West Conference Finals going to a Game 7 after Seattle beat Kamloops last night 2-1. Game 7 will be Tuesday. The winner will face the Edmonton Oil Kings in the league final. Jason Spezza going to the Leafs front office after retiring. Um, we've got a wrap on week one in the CFL preseason, wondering why not every game is on television or at the very least not streaming. Blue Jays have won five in a row. We talked about the worst owners in sports from a USA Today article. And our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who wins game seven tonight, the New York Rangers or the Carolina Hurricanes? The game's in Raleigh. The home team's won every game. And for that reason, I've voted for the Carolina Hurricanes. But I'll be watching tonight as much as I can, 8 p.m. Eastern face-off. We'll get his thoughts on that and every other thing as Bernie Nichols joins us now. 1,127 NHL games, 1,209 NHL points. Kings, Rangers, Oilers, Devils, Blackhawks, and Sharks. Happy Monday. Bernie, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. Beautiful day. Great weekend. So looking forward to tonight's game. Oh, absolutely. So how would you vote on that poll? Who's winning Game 7 tonight, Rangers or Hurricanes? Well, uh, I got to go with the Hurricanes. They uh, they can't lose at home, and New York can't win on the road. So I think it's going to come down to goaltending. Uh, New York's probably got the better goalie. I know Carolina's goalie got uh, hit pretty hard last game. So if he bounces back, then they can win. If he doesn't, you know, this could be a, a game that the New York goaltender will steal. So I wouldn't, uh, I don't think so, but I wouldn't hurt my feelings if they did. <laughs> By the way, you can sign up right now at betregal.ca. If you haven't already, open an account, use the hashtag legends, and you'll get a cash bonus or betregal points 
deposited directly into your account. Hashtag legends. Bernie is the NHL ambassador for Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner. On these Rangers, Bernie, no matter how it turns out, as an alum like you are, they blasted out their president last year and their general manager and got a new coach. And now this, is this what's responsible for them going this deep, do you think? Well, I, I love their coach. Uh, like, I still can't believe uh, Vegas let, let him go. Uh, he's such a good coach. So I, I'm, I'm thinking coaching is, is the main reason why. They got, they got great players, too. Great goaltender. Um, defense is, is good. And uh, they're, they're getting some real good off. They got, they got a good team. But I think they all put it together with a good coach, and uh, they deserve to be where they are. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I mean, even under David Quinn, I mean, we watch the games and we're like, something's not clicking here because this is a good team. They should be better. And we see it with teams, and I'm just so happy for them that they pulled it together because I'm with you. Gerard Gallant, tremendous coach and a tremendous person. Great so we've coach. got the home team winning tonight. But if, we don't, if you don't mind, because I only get you once a week, just to look back for a minute, round two, shockers. Flames bowing out to the orders in five, and of course the Florida Panthers being swept by these Tampa Bay Lightning. What's your take on those series? Well, I'm definitely not surprised with with Tampa and, and Florida. Uh, you're the defending Stanley Cup champs until you're not, and right now they still are. They, they have the best goalie, and the goalie played great uh, this last series. He didn't play as good against Toronto, but uh, he definitely played great this series. Uh, their defense is unbelievable, and they got two of the best skilled players in, in the league. So I was not surprised there. Uh, you know, I honestly thought win that series. I just thought they were bigger, strong with the better goaltender. But as Mary Lemieux once said, when you got Sidney Crosby, you always get a chance to win. And Edmonton's got Connor McDavid, and there's nobody in the world. And Dreisaitl, too. Like, these two kids are, are so good. And... Um, they just were not going to be beat and, and played unbelievable. So not surprised at the way it ended just because of how well these kids played. So I, I was cheering for Daryl. I, I would like to see him uh, continue on, but the better team actually won. Yeah, <laughs> the team that played better for sure. So moving into round two, which opens Tuesday night, game one, orders Colorado in Denver pretty hard to bet against the orders um but colorado is a heck of a team so i'm not going to ask you for a prediction on this one it's too tough but what are you going to be looking for in this well, series yeah you know I, I can go either way like I, I love nathan mckinnon a good canadian boy uh i'd love to see him do well but i'd love to see connor do well too um I, you know they're both such fast teams like th this series is going to be great it's going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, both teams, as you can see, they they will their way through to the uh, to this where they're at now. Both those guys played so well to get here. So hey, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fast. Uh, goaltending, you know, it's going to come down to goaltending and, and defense. And uh, neither one of them in the regular season was that good. I know uh, they played pretty well in the playoffs. So... It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of offense, and uh, it's going to be really, really fun to watch. 
Well, from Bet Regal right now, tonight Rangers Hurricanes game seven. The Canes are favored at home by a goal and a half, and I'm a little surprised game one in the other, the West Conference final now, the Avalanche are favored by a goal and a half. I thought it might be more, but that's certainly the favored betting line for NHL hockey through all the betting companies and our favorite uh, betregal.ca. Let me ask you this. You talk about it being a fast series. I was, I can't remember where I was. I traveled so much, but people were saying this was not a good matchup for the Flames, that their defensemen are trees. I guess I was at the Junior A National Championship. That's what it was. I was with NHL guys in Estevan, and they're like, Estevan, or uh, Edmonton's too fast for the Flames. That might have been the case. How does Colorado match up that way in your mind? Well, I think they're both similar. They, like, they're both really fast teams. Uh, and obviously, you know, Colorado have arguably the best best defenseman in the world right now. He, he's just playing unbelievable. So uh, he, he'll be quick enough. But, yeah, this, this is two fast teams. And, and I thought with, with Colorado or with Calgary, and I think what everybody's saying with their defense, they have big, strong defense. But I think it was... Uh, Edmonton was just too fast for them. So, but you're going to see two teams that are equally as far as speed goes. Um, so it's going to be so much fun to watch. It could be, you know, eight, seven, like the old uh, Smythe division with the Oilers and the Kings back in the day. That's what we might have in this playoff series with Edmonton and Colorado. It could be eight, seven, seven, six games, which is a little different for playoffs, but it's going to be entertaining. Well, was it not you who said be be wary of the Blues? For sure, Charlie Simmer did on this show, and I think it was the last time you were on too. Both guys said be wary of the Blues. I would think they put a bit of a scare in the Avalanche. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think they needed that because things were going pretty well, and I honestly thought after losing that that was such a heartbreaker. They lost at home in Game Five. To go back, I thought there was a chance that um, St. Louis could have won that game, but I really think that when they lost their goalie, that was that was the end of them. Goaltending is so important in the playoffs, and Billington was playing so good. So um, I just think that was the, the downfall for them. Please, Bernie, if you don't mind, give me a take, <clears throat> just because I have a little more time with you here than I normally do, just on the Florida-Tampa Serious, because I'm back in South Florida. They're very despondent here. Some very long faces that their Panthers were swept after being the President's Cup trophy winners. And I could give you my thoughts, but I want yours. You're the NHL great. Is it a case, hopefully, from a Panthers fan perspective, that you need to lose before you learn how to win? Because they're a darn good team. Uh, What do you see ahead for this franchise? Well, I I honestly just... I think that... uh, that just proves how, you know, regular season really does not mean that much. Uh, I remember, mm. I forget when it was, um, San Jose, President's Trophy winner, uh, Arizona or um, Anaheim win, beat them, won the cup. Uh, the year in 2012, Vancouver, uh, President's Trophy, LA, we came in, beat five. Went on to win the cup. Honestly, that the regular season, as you see with good teams like Tampa Bay, uh, they're just waiting to get to the playoff. And they don't care what place they get in. They just know when they get there. They know what to do when they get there. And, um, you know, I, I know with Florida, 
Florida had a great regular season, but your eye test will tell you when when both those teams meet and both teams are healthy. Um, you know, I just think the one team just they just show you so much more and and goaltending too. I don't know Tampa's goalie; he was kind of hot and cold. Um, they just couldn't handle their their skilled players. You'll find have a tougher time against that big big defense of Tampa Bay's. Um, not many teams can compete with that. So they get beat probably by the best team in the league. So they, they but so did Toronto. Uh, I honestly think Toronto would have beat uh, Florida as well. So because Toronto's just too fast for Florida. But I know Florida's close, and and they got to be happy with kind of how the season went. Obviously, they're not going to be happy with getting. Uh, knocked off four straight to probably the team that you, you hate the most. But uh, you, if you learn from it and and take what you you learn from this round and, and add it to next year, then you know hopefully you can take that next step. Well, I tell you, God bless hockey. And there were a lot of Stanley Cup champions at the national the Centennial Cup National Junior A Championship in Estevan but they all knew that I've been in Florida all winter so they said what's with the Panthers what's the deal and I honestly Bernie I went down to the ice level for game one to watch warm-up in that Florida Tampa series and as a Florida supporter I'm like oh no we're in trouble here because the lightning they had their helmets off right they're all gray beards and I'm like these are men yeah and Florida's yeah. all their kids their name their names are Mackenzie and Sam and Carter and uh, Mason, they're kids, you know, so yeah. they're young and they're exciting and they're good, but Tampa was just too strong for them. And speaking of kids, I was just looking up your hockey DB here. The Kingston Canadians, OHA, uh, they now have the Frontenac there, the number one overall pick they own, as you know, in this year's draft. It'll be, or sorry, Shane Wright of Kingston will go to Montreal, who has the number one overall pick. My apologies. Was that a major junior team? What are your What are your memories of the Kingston Canadians? Yeah, I had a lot of fun in Kingston. Uh, you know, as a, a kid, a Canadian boy, uh, major juniors, it's the next step to the NHL. So just having the opportunity to play there was exciting. Um, we played, our, we were the Canadians at the time. We, our old, old rank was like an NHL size rank. Uh, not many junior ranks are that big. So... It, it was good that way and uh, played with some good players. My last year there, we had four first-round defensemen um, to the NHL. So we, we played we, – we had some pretty skilled players come through there when I was there. It, that was a lot of fun. Bernie, enjoy the games. It's always fun chatting hockey with you. We'll uh, catch up with you in a week. You got it. Thanks, Rod. NHL great Bernie Nichols, the NHL ambassador for our exclusive betting partners at betregal.ca. And by the way, had to end on the junior hockey note. Our junior hockey coverage is brought to you by Cavendish Farms. The Moose will join us next as we'll talk more Stanley Cup playoffs. A little more on Jason Spezza joining the Leafs front office and whatever you'd like to discuss. I am not done, I don't think, with that worst owners in sports discussion because it's a good one. And for those that missed it, USA Today, it was late last week, I, I saved it and wrote it down, came up with their list of the worst owners in sports. And in the NHL, they've got the Wirtz family of the Chicago Blackhawks. And I said, USA Today, stick to basketball and football because no. 
But they got Jimmy Haslam of the Browns and uh, some of the other leagues. Uh, we'll talk about that. It may be related to Canadian owners. What do you say when we come back? You're watching the RP Show live from Dodge City today. Brand new week, episode number 767 of your favorite daytime sports entertainment talk show. Continues right after this on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is the RP Show. For those that are watching, that little cartoon there was uh, John Lynch and me and my Jeep Big Bird. A lot of people always ask, how's Lynch? He's doing just fantastic. Very excited that his Rough Riders are back playing. Saturday, uh, sorry, Tuesday night. Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, and CFL preseason play. TSN's got it. To a sports update before we bring the Moose back in. No team has won on the road in this physically punishing Stanley Cup playoff series. So the New York Rangers will need to change that tonight if they hope to beat the Carolina Hurricanes in Game 7 of their Eastern Conference semifinal series. The Hurricanes are 7-0 and in the postseason at home. They're hosting Game 7 at PNC Arena tonight in Raleigh. The winner of this series will face the well-rested Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals starting Wednesday in Florida. Poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is who wins Game 7 tonight? And 53% of you saying it'll be the Carolina Hurricanes. This Homer series will continue tonight. It's an 8 p.m. Eastern face-off. After being thwarted on the doorstep of the NBA Finals, three other teams in the previous five, uh, three other times during the previous five seasons, the Boston Celtics have broken through. They are the beasts of the East again, and now a chance at an NBA title awaits. Eastern Conference Finals MVP Jason Tatum led the way with 26 points. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart each added 24. And the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat 196 Sunday night to earn a berth in the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors. That series starts Thursday in San Francisco. The Toronto Blue Jays overcame two homers by Shohei Otani to beat the LA Angels 11-10 Sunday to improve their Unbeaten streak to five games that has nudged the Blue Jays to five and a half behind the division-leading New York Yankees. They entered the weekend seven and a half out. Jays off today, home to the Chicago White Sox on Tuesday. This sports update, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today.ca. And for Ben Cahoon, 2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, almond mocha. RPs get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at 2GBars.ca. As we move, I'm interested to know your take on a few things, Darren. Um, head to in the last segment. You were around me. We were basically hip to hip for a week in Estevan. And it was just hockey, 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 hockey. I loved it. Those were my guys. But they're just so interested and these were hockey people of course but the fans too you know they wanted our take on the Florida Panthers or mine they wanted your take on the Leafs and we talked about the Arizona Coyotes situation like in Canada they're following every team that was my takeaway and having lived there my whole life I never really realized it until I came here and realized it's not always like that but uh, they, they care about literally every single market 
Yeah, they do all the time. And but that's what you want, right? You want you want fans that are dialed in and, and you know tuned into every market. And I think that's that's why it's so great. But that's growing everywhere else now as as the information becomes more accessible. And hopefully, we're going to see every market you know care about the other markets as much as as we do. Yeah, well, I just I and the reason I asked for your input is I just wonder where sports is necessarily going, particularly in Canada. But Trent is watching. Uh, he says, Norway here, Hurricanes win tonight. He says, I have a worst owner's list too, but it's too long for me to put on air. Nelson Scalvania, the Gliebermans, and Horn Chen are the first three names I have. Stay well. Well, Scalvania, the former uh, owner of the Oilers, Gliebermans and Horn Chen are C were CFL owners. I didn't mean to open this Pandora's box, but I did. So Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in and says, Michael Federick destroyed the best franchise in the Canadian Football League and ran legend Wally Buono out of town, all to make his under-talented son the starting quarterback. That could be a Hollywood movie. Okay, now we're getting into it. And, that, and for those that are just joining, that was the thing. USA Today came out with their list of the worst owners in sports, and they were the big four. Uh, and then the NHL, the Wirtz family, which I just can't get my head around. And the NFL, the Browns, Jimmy Haslam. You talk about recency bias, Darren. You're probably right. Like they said with the assistant coach scandal and how they mishandled the beach thing in Chicago. I get that. But historically, the Wirtzes have not been the worst owners in the NHL. They haven't. The Browns, I got an argument for that, sure. And they said they've run off Baker Mayfield, the only guy that's got into the playoffs in 20 years, and they hired this guy who's facing you know, out-of-court civil suits for sexual misconduct and harassment from 22 different women. <laughs> they really have botched that one. Um, and, I, and I guess when I say I didn't want to start a holy warrior, I don't like to make anybody look bad in terms of Canadian owners, especially when I say why is Steve Simmons still picking at the scab of Mike Babcock, and I ripped him last hour. But the fans are loving this. And my last point, because I can see your mind's bubbling. If you remember, Darren, in 2003, I don't, that was a, that was a long ass time ago. I'm sure you were a CFL fan, but you were in high school. You were in high school. Yes. This actually happened. Remember when I tell you the stories of, you know, I go to those cocktail parties in the CFL. Every league has them. Lee Genier and I who's now with us now, but he was with the Stamps then. We would go to these cocktail parties, and Lee and I, while we were bitter adversaries, me with Saskatchewan Rough Riders, he with Calgary Stampeders, we would look at each other from across the room and just give each other the nod. There was a respect there. But there wasn't a respect with the owners, Michael Federick and Wally Buono. So at the 2003 Grey Cup, which incidentally was in Saskatchewan, it was 2002 Grey Cup, it was in Edmonton. That owner of the Stamps, Michael Federick, I don't know if he got liquored up or not. I'm not sure. But with what he did, you'd think that he was because he started peddling Wally Buono's services across the CFL, the coach and general manager of the Calgary Stampeders. The iconic Calgary Stampeders. He starts saying, does anybody want Wally Buono? Because we're going to fire him. That's the story that I got. And he did end up firing him. And Wally ends up going to BC and has a Hall of Fame-worthy career with the BC Lions. And I'm sure Wally has laid awake at night and I know the feeling. I know those nights. I'm sure Wally was under the covers in uh, Surrey, B.C., going, did they really fire me? Did that really happen?
Could they have been that stupid? They were and they did. So the list, if you want to go through the list of worst Canadian sports owners, it's a long one, man. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And everybody's got a different opinion as to what would make the worst owner, right? I mean, as a fan, we're going to sit here and look at results, right? And, you know, I look at the ownership in, in Detroit for many years, probably as being one of the most successful because all they did was had a standard of excellence. They won a few cups. They were always in the playoffs, longest playoff streak in the history of the National Hockey League. I mean, it's unbelievable. 23 seasons, I believe it was. Um, but you look at results. But then when you're, you know, closer to the situation and the more we feel closer to these teams now with more media attention, you look at how our employees treated, you know, um, are they making money? What's their reputation in the community? It, you know, all that stuff. It's all a combination um, right now. But, you know, nobody's talking about the owners in, in Tampa Bay and, and what a great job they've been able to do over the last, you know, let's let's call it a decade. You know, they've really done great work. Well, yes, and um, I think the fans are enjoying this discussion right now. As a matter of fact, I know they are. Um, yeah. Jeff, the Stamps fan, just writes in with a footnote and says, it happened. They fired Wally Buono. Wally was the face of the franchise for 20 years or more. And I remember thinking at the time, if Wally Buono can be fired, anybody can be fired. Similar to if Wayne Gretzky can be traded, anybody can be traded. Idiot owners, Pocklington, what's the common denominator? Idiot owners. And interestingly enough, Randy from Winnipeg writes in and he says, dupes, or no, he says, I'm guessing old time owners are the worst, racist, sexist, etc." No, Randy, it's probably worse now. My opinion. Um, JT writes in and he says, uh, Bruce McNall destroyed two teams as an NHL and CFL owner under stewardship. I'm not sure I agree with that. I don't think anybody would agree with I'm sorry, you're totally wrong. He changed the face of the Los Angeles Kings hockey the day he acquired Wayne Gretzky and then won a great cup with the Toronto Argonauts in ownership with Wayne Gretzky and John Candy. I don't see what you're talking about. He ruined two franchises. Um, interesting. John Kirby in Edmonton says the worst owner is the Oilers Entertainment Group. Just look at Rogers Place. Do you see anything? Oil canes? Nope. Inside or out. John and Edmonton, you'd have a tough time today getting an argument that the Oilers' ownership is bad. Correct, Moose? Not today. You know, not with the Oilers filling the building <laughs> today. and having as much success as they're having. No, for sure. Like a year ago, there'd be an argument. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, Pink's right said he says just being a Flyers fan but once but since one of the best owners and Ed Snyder passed away and then Comcast took over the team has completely sucked since then and now I'm not gonna say more but there is your in there what what do you got what was was Pink's at the Estevan Bruins dinner on Thursday night it's the thing I don't by the way on YouTube says, great, the best, Rod. Clearly a smart guy. 
But it's these conglomerates that own the Comcast is a conglomerate, MLSC is a conglomerate. And granted, they did win. The Raptors won, but nobody cares. That's such a Toronto thing. The Raptors won, and nobody cared. If the Leafs had won a Stanley Cup, we'd never hear the end of it. The Raptors won a Larry O'Brien championship, and I think the trophy's in a closet in the back of Scotiabank Arena. Like, what? Um, but anyways, on the Flyers thing, I don't care about the ownership of the Flyers, but I do care about Joe Watson, the two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Flyers, 11-year veteran of the team, who... I spent a lot of time with last week at the Centennial Cup. You spent more with him. Look at the wings on that one. And by the way, he meant arms. Nothing wrong there. What a, what a character. I mean, by the time he was done on the air with us, Moose, all this best stuff came out off the air. He saw Elvis perform four times. And when Elvis died in 1977, Joe Watson cried for days. And you got to kind of have been there to hear it right he was he's still upset about the way Elvis died and he's such a genuine guy who just loves life and every part of it and every phase of his life he is you know he, he he immerses himself in all of it just like he does when he comes back to the communities he immerses himself in the communities and the stories and the people and when he goes to watch Elvis perform he immerses himself in Elvis and falls in love and you know goes four times and it really affects you know, guys like that. It's really cool hearing those stories. I could listen to them all day. From our viewers, Scott Ford says, who owned the Charlestown Chiefs? She was the worst. Oh, she was garbage for letting those guys go down the drain. Ryan H. watching on YouTube says, hey, Rod, could a CFL owner relocate their team if they wanted? Or would that need to be voted on? You know the answer for your question already. It would have to be voted on by the other league owners. And vis-a-vis, -vis, probably would never get passed. One comment. Last one from John in Edmonton before we break. Uh, he says, Darren DuPont Media needs to handle the social media and streaming platforms for the CFL. Do you want to take another that? run at the fact that not... Not all CFL games in the preseason are even available via streaming to watch. And would your company like to take it over, Darren? Potential. I'd love to hear your answer to that. Well, you know what? If I if I came and partnered with a team and said, "Look at, you know, Calgary Stampeders," I'd I'd love to stream your games if you're cool with that. We could go to TSN, and I and I almost guarantee you, TSN would let us stream the game. Maybe not me directly, but they'd let the team do it. I think they would. I just think the teams don't want to do it. I think the standard of what we watch now is so high that what the teams could afford to pull off and, and the benefit they'd get out of it, it's just it, not worth it. Not worth it. So they choose to not even explore or go down that path. Because, I mean, we talked about a twenty-five dollars to $50,000 broadcast to stream a game to do it properly and get any sort of replays. and So it's just where we are. More networks, though, would make that more available. And I think the owners have the decision to make. It's all about what your goals are. Is your goals money or is your goals to expand the reach of your product, right? Which long-term can turn into money. But short-term, what do you want? They chose money with the TSN deal. That's their choice. If that accomplished the goals they want to accomplish, then they do that at the expense of right. reaching more people. Yeah, short-term gain, long-term pain. 
you know, the MO yep. of CFL owners. Anyways, we got a great, we got a bunch of great comments on the 902 text line. So I knew that we could cover a lot of ground here today, and that's what we're doing. We'll be right back with more in a moment. We're broadcasting from Dodge City and the NHL's Bermuda Triangle on this Monday. Your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show continues right after this on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and if you missed any portion of the show, you can always download the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues and brought to you in part by Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. They specialize in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. And also, Great Eagle Resort and Casino. I guess we can move the Jeff Foxworthy liner out of there, Moose. As we bring him back, let's talk. Hey, how great did Jeff Foxworthy look? I, I would have given an appendage to have been there to see him live. Are you a fan? Look, I'm a fan, big fan of Jeff Foxworthy. Are you? A, if you're not, that's fine. But I would have really loved to have seen him. I would have loved to see him too. I think it would have been incredible and funny, and I just like his humor. I like his his tone. I thought he was awesome on, you know. Um, the redneck comedy tour, but also, you know, on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And just everything he touches, man. He's, he's like, he's an icon. Yes. Well, I, and I, way back when we started promoting these shows at Grey Eagle, when I started talking about Jeff Foxworthy, when he first came on the scene with that, you might be a redneck. It was like everything he said. I'm like, yeah, I do that. <laughs> I guess I'm a redneck, <laughs> and it's hilarious that, you know, if you've ever parked cars on your lawn, you might be a red. Who doesn't? How about that? Yeah. If you ever had, if you've ever had a spit cup on the end of your ironing board, you might be a red. <laughs> yeah, Chuck. <laughs> Anyways, um. I, there were far more comments in here. I just want to say, we went down this ownership road here. And the reason I bring it up. Oh, from JT on YouTube. Moose, please consider buying the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Just think of all the possibilities you would bring to the table. Um, I, think, I think both rider games are on television, so they're very lucky that way. But just with the owners, we brought it up because there was the USA Today article of who were the worst owners in sports. And it's important. I think we, you and I spend more time talking about the owners on this show than any other show because I've realized that a lot of the media doesn't have any idea what's going on or how things actually work. And now that you've been you know, in my circles, not that you hadn't been in sports yourself, but you, the owners are pulling all the levers, all the levers. And when the guy said, I think the old-timer owners were the worst, they're worse now. They're way more hands-on now, but they don't have any more of an idea of what they're doing. <laughs> Trust me, they don't. And I've had some of the owners of teams, you know, sitting around and having lunch, and they're like, we bought our job, Rod. I'm the president of hockey, and he's the president of this. We bought it. These other guys had to work their way up, but we bought it. 
I said, I wouldn't be bragging about that. Like, I literally said that. That's why I think these guys don't like me anymore. But the fans don't see it. They see the guys that are on television doing the interviews all the time. They see the coaches, and from time to time, the GM, and they see the players, but they never see the owners, but it's the owners that are pulling all the shots. And I'll just say one last thing on that. Uh, we were at uh, Dolphin Stadium before it was Hard Rock Stadium, Sun Life Stadium, and I was watching the Ravens and the Dolphins. It was 2015, and Mark Tressman was the offensive coordinator for the Ravens. So I'm talking to him in the end zone, and warm up, and the owner, like the owner of the Ravens, came out. And yet you'd have to Google. I can't remember the guy's name, but the crowd parted on the field. All the players, the refs, you know how they come out for. They just parted as this guy come walking down, and you just knew he was the owner. You just, you always know, you know. Yeah. They always got nice wavy, you know, dark gray hair and some cool shades, and usually they got some gold on. And this guy came to midfield, and he stood there with John Harbaugh for, like, forever. Forever. And uh, Mark and I were just kibitzing and talking about the game, but I'm just looking and going, I think Harbaugh would probably like to coach his team in warm-up, but the owner's just wah, wah, wah. But the owner wanted to have everybody see him, Get make sure all the cameras are on, right? That's, that's the way most of them are. Hands-on, right in the middle of warm-up, out there when Harbaugh should probably be coaching the team. But I don't have any points on that before we move on, or if you have any points. Well, you know, the ownership thing is fun. And I, I, I won't talk about this for an hour, but I could because we were the pendulum, right? It's going to swing. It's going to swing too far the other way. But it started probably back in the day where you put a football game on and sold tickets, you know? And then it was about the fans. And then you started thinking... Well, why would we just do all these things for the fans? We could be making more money, right? And now it's really <laughs> big business owners. And I'm not saying it's wrong. Like, it's just, it's good. It's business to say, look it, we're going to sell our own food outside and not let other people sell the food because we could make that money. And we're not going to let you bring in outside food because then that takes away from money you'd spend with us. And trying to suck every nickel out of people and keep it all to yourself. I, I understand that. But, you know, it's going to swing too far where the fan experience is going to go by the wayside and it's too expensive and it's already getting there, some owners will come back and they'll do things like letting you bring in outside food. They're going to have more people enjoy tailgating experiences instead of having it corporately owned tailgates where we control all of it, right? And make it more organic and start to give things back to the fans. They won't do a bobblehead giveaway unless a sponsor pays for it. And I think that's smart, you know, to say, look, why would we spend money when they'll spend money? But if no sponsors are stepping up, you still have to do these things to create a better fan experience, right? So I hope we start seeing the pendulum swing back, more innovation, yeah. more caring about the fans. And I think that'll be better for business. Yeah, well, just on this, um, Jeff the Stamps fan says, RP Show uh, listeners, every single CFL regular season game is now televised. Do we really need to sweat that all preseason games aren't? This is, the di this is the difference of the mentality of Jeff the Stamps fan and me, and also you, Darren, because your mentality is more like me. Jeff, what you're saying is, what we have is good enough. And I'm not going to go into the full story, but I will just say one story. When I was about 15 years old, I'll give you the microcosm of it. I was doing some work with my dad on the farm, fixing fence, actually, or building corrals. And 
I made the comment of, well, that's good enough, Dad. <clears throat> he was holding a claw hammer. He rifled it into the ground. You've heard this story, Darren. His eyes snapped, like rolled in the back of his head. And that claw went right into the ground. And he goes, don't you ever say that's good enough. You do every single job to the best of your ability. And if you end up failing at the end, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But if I ever find out you didn't give your best 100% effort, don't bother coming home. Like, shaking. So that's how I was raised. So to say, that's good enough. That's good enough. Good enough, games. Good enough. Well, you get to what your expectations are. We'll be right back with the final segment, Overtime, in a moment. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Hey, you're on, Moose. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, it's overtime. It's you. the final segment. I'm just, I'm just so happy that you were able to spend a minute chatting with the mayor of Dodge City, uh, mayor of Dodge City earlier today. So I'm glad to connect you two. Um, what a fun show. As we said, I, I knew that if we just had Bernie Nichols today, that would be fine. We would have more than enough stuff to talk about here. And it continues in overtime, which is proudly brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the UFC. Todd in Red Deer is watching, and he says, Hey, Rod, great show. Got my Bet Regal package. A big shout-out to Morgan. Super helpful and professional. Have a fantastic week. So everybody that played the contest... The game of the weekend, uh, they've got their gear now, and they're all very happy about it. A guy in Kelowna is writing me about a former CFL coach and as to why he was a jerk. He's watching right now, and uh, listen, I'm not going to read your comment about it. You may be very well be right, but I don't know who you are, and I can't read your comment on the air about a coach manhandling a player. You may be right, but I'm not an idiot. Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba writes in and says, was Harold Ballard mentioned as worst owner? His name never came up, and it shows you that a lot of our viewers are getting a lot younger. Uh, Wilf's profile says he's 71 in Steinbach, Manitoba, so that doesn't surprise me that he would, br he would bring up Harold Ballard. Moose, I think you were with me when we were around a former Leaf. Maybe you weren't. But a former Leaf, I'm not going to name him, but he told me that his contract, he redid a contract with the Leafs and Harold Ballard. Well, I'm not even going to say the year or the decade, but they had to take the contract to Harold Ballard in jail to sign his <laughs> Harold Ballard was in jail. The Leafs owner to get the Leafs side of the contract. I just don't want to throw that player under the bus, but... Where would that rate for sports owners? What's wrong with these guys? <laughs> I was still able to sign the contract, though. So, yeah, what's the did, problem? Didn't uh, exactly still doing his job? No big deal. Just a different address. 
Yeah, no kidding. Like I envision them sliding it through the tray thing, you know, or where they feed him every day. On the breakfast tray, yeah. Right, <laughs> here's a contract. Harold, you need to sign this contract. You need to do this. Here's your mail. Um, Rose Henry is watching in St. Albert on Game Plus TV, and she says, I thought Matt Dunnigan looked more like Moses than Santa Claus. Not a good look. That's your opinion, and we don't make fun of people's appearances here. God knows Matt Dunnigan, I'm sure, is not afraid what anybody would say about his appearance, but we were in a suite the other night in Esteban at the Centennial Cup when Dunnigan was shown on the TV. Would you have known it was him if I hadn't pointed out? Or was it you? Somebody was, wouldn't believe that that was Matt Dunnigan. With it. It, to me, it almost looked like Brett Favre. Remember when Brett Favre had, grows out the beard? It almost looked like that. Very tight and clean. I didn't think it looked bad. It was just shocking because we're not used to seeing him with it and didn't realize it was going to be all white. But I guess that's not out of the blue. That's not crazy. It's his choice. Um, yeah. Two viewers writing in about a Leafs documentary that I have not seen. Don Mitchell, our Navy friend, and Jeff, the Stamps fan, say there's a great YouTube clip on 50 years of Leafs futility. Uh, that Apparently they showed... Harold Ballard's secret office, which I believe was referred to as the bunker. I, that To me, it was like the original bunker, other than war bunkers. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Taco Time brings you a viewer takeover, as always. Um, everybody is was enjoying the story about my dad. And by the way, that day, I did not enjoy that story about my dad. Uh, Ryan H. says, uh, I always love when Rod tells stories about his dad. JT says, Ron's dad, 100%. From my cousin Chris in Medicine Hat, Rod's dad, my life hero. One of the best guys you could ever meet. Uh, from John in Winnipeg, great story about your father, Rod. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Tons of respect. So I thank you all for all of that, but do not ever drop a, that's good enough. Not around me, not around Moose. And sure as hell not around my dad because he would have tanned your ass. Um, Pink says, you need to change that line when coming back to the show from commercial. It should, now, it should say, now back to poolside with Rod. That was only just for today because it's Memorial Day. And we're going to have a big old barbecue around here. The, all of Dodge City's coming down for this Memorial Day barbecue here today. Um... I've done a lot of talking today. Moose, what would you like to get off your chest? I, po I apologize for being so long-winded today. Well, it's the Rod Peterson show, so it's all good. Um, no, nothing. I mean, I'm just excited. I will say, and you know this, um, finally able to start watching Man in the Arena uh, on Disney Plus now. It's in Canada. So I know uh, I was looking at VPNs and all kinds of ways I could get that show on in Canada. But it's now available over the weekend uh, in Canada, and I'm going to binge through this so fast. So probably by uh, middle of the week, I'll be wrapped up, man, in the arena. How how many uh, are you through? I think I'm through four now. Through four. You're getting so into I'll the be, I'll be... mid to late 2000s. That's right. It's exactly where I am. They just yep. lost the Super Bowl to yes, the Giants. Did you see yeah. Huff on there? Did you see the Huffnagel uh, photo? Not yet. With Not yet. 
No. Now you might have, you might have, and not recognized it. You know, it was funny when Huffnagel came on our show, and he said, uh, he's like, I'm surprised that you would pick me out of that. He goes, I had color in my or color in my hair then. And I'm like, I've been watching you since I was in grade two. That wasn't going to elude me. <laughs> this photo with John Huffnagel. He's fairly distinctive looking, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Joe in West Kelowna, BC, regarding last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute of play. Joe says, did not mean to offend. Probably too heavy a topic. Love your show. Thank you, Joe. You appreciate where I'm coming from. I can't read an uncorroborated story on the air about a guy that happens to be a friend of mine. From Mark in Melford, he says, your dad and my dad are cut from the same cloth. My dad always told me, always do your best all the time. Never quit. And if you fail, learn from it and do better next time. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, your dad might have called me. A, your dad may have considered me a slacker. My dad, we didn't have a slacker. It just it was it was not allowed, and Didn't that's exist. a result of where we are. Moose, thank you, Moose. Awesome, thank you. Tomorrow, more of an Oilers Avs preview and a lot more hockey talk. Whatever else comes up, we'll see you at noon Eastern here on Game Plus TV.